Warning, this show may be distressing if you are a Gloucestershire fan. Hello and welcome to All The Overs, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. I'm Owen. And together we are All The Overs at uh, Essex Cricket Podcast. Um, We are just three friends who talk Essex cricket. Uh, If you're new to to joining us, that's all we do. Um, So if you're after something else, I'm afraid this is not the place for you. But um, nice to see you guys two weeks later and we've got quite a lot to talk about. Yeah, well, we missed, missed Cheese last time, didn't we? That was strange. Yeah, it's lovely to have you back, Cheese. It's lovely to be back. Sorry, I'm I was late to have for my birthday. Thank did you. you have a lovely day? I did. It was very nice. Thank you. What did you do? Uh, I went to the National Gallery. It's very cultural. I, I like it there. It's beautiful there. I love it. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the National Gallery. That, that, that is that's very cultured. Is, is, is that just a little hint at uh, your age there, Cheese? Yeah, I am very much starting to feel, I'm not going to say old, but older and mature, rather than how we used to spend it. <laughs> Firstly, turning up at the pub, uh, opening and not leaving until closing. <laughs> times how times have changed. Have changed. Slightly, yeah. <laughs> well, we delayed the celebration of my 40th, so off to Ibiza in a in a little while. So, you know, I'll make I'll make up for your culture. There you go. That sounds like a plan. Sunning it up in Ibiza, but there you go. Right. Well, um, I, it's it's hard to know where to start. The last uh, the last couple of weeks have been a bit of a bit of a whirlwind, haven't they? Um, but um, I think I think the probably the we'll, we'll we'll save Gloucestershire for a moment, a little bit of uh, anticipation. Um, but I think it's worth us starting with um, us coming out of the the blast. That was disappointing. Um, after you know winning uh, against uh, Sussex away, and then obviously beating Glamorgan, and that was terrible for them. They had a bad day, didn't they? Um, and then um, obviously. Lancashire Lightning um, knocked us out. So, what what are our what are our thoughts on that? Do you, were we expect were you either of you expecting that to be the outcome? Because I know I certainly wasn't. So the last time I was on, so not last podcast, the previous one, I was talking to them fairly optimistic about the blast, and I was saying that whilst we're doing really well, we weren't doing exceptionally in certain areas like we didn't have that blowout we bowled a team out for like 100 and we didn't have these sort of 220 plus scores that Surrey and the other teams were doing to sort of showcase that they've got all the talent and depending on the game state there's a chance that we could do it and then in the gap between then and here we were posting like 200 254 scores and it's like right well that is it we have got those exceptional moments we can like if someone else posted a big score we've shown that we can go big okay you could argue quality of opposition or whatever but all the i can't think of the word but all those like metrics where you go ah but you haven't done this or ah but you haven't done that they got answered because we displayed it and we showcased it. So I was really excited about it. However, we then didn't translate it into the game itself. 
we were probably what 20 30 runs short of what would have been a pass score and it, to, to go out having sort of answered those questions in that manner was a bit disappointing yeah i'd be inclined to agree with that given given that you know you've got 200 as you say 200 nearly was it 100 197 and then 254 to, to go out 161 for five just feels a bit pitiful really what are your thoughts Owen? Yeah, I think in the last podcast we said that we um, the team we don't want to face in the quarterfinals is Lancashire, and that's the team we faced. And I, with the firepower they've got, and they've still got more. You know, they were missing players. You know, missing world class players, and they they can still put and leaven out that most even the franchise teams would be extremely happy with. Um, yeah, they, I think I think we've got we've lost to the eventual winners of the competition. Um, so just it's really unfortunate. And, I, and it's one of these games where you just you beat by the better team. Um, I know a lot of people were quite annoyed and uh, some know, most fans realised it was just we're outplayed um, but yeah I think it's just it's, it's just it's too a stronger team it was a shame that you know as, as you know where momentum was going then we just sort of it looks on the surface of it as if like it's, it's a it's a sort of a um, damp screw of a campaign is that the right word? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so it just feels like because you like when you look at it on paper, it's like knocking out the quarterfinals, and you look at the, the scores in the quarterfinals, that looks like a really disappointing campaign. But as Cheese mentioned, they're leading up to it, which just uh, was phenomenal. I think we should we should take away a lot of positives and the fact that um, most of the players will probably be there next season as fairly youngish I suppose most players in their twenties. Um, I think it's still gonna be it's still gonna be strengthened. I think next season, you know, I'd be surprised if Wesley's still in the team. Doesn't just become a red ball player. Yeah, but I think the the as we've been talking we've been talking about in terms of the the younger players coming up, you know, they are really starting to solidify their position in the squad. And I think it, apart from one or two, I'd be surprised if there'd be massive changes come next season. Um, and with the success we've had this season, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest. I, I mean, I was really disappointed with the Lancashire match. But at the same time, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Owen, in that, you know, we were just outplayed by yeah. a much stronger team on the evening. And I don't think I don't think that loss undermines the strength of the rest of the campaign or most of the rest of the campaign in the run up to that point. Um, you know, that score of 254 was superb. Yeah. Also, I was watching the game while trying to get my boilers at work again. So my anger was on the boiler rather than the cricket. So um, diverting my disappointment towards cold water. Well, at least it's summer. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's still, when you got like, pure cold water coming out, even this heat, it's still, it's still cold. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see in terms of um, like I don't want to sound harsh for saying player loyalty and stuff like that because it's a career they've only got fifteen years to make money from it. Um, it'd be interesting to see if, if any of the bigger teams come in for people like Pepper. You know, someone like who can offer, offer him more money. Um, you know, like, like Surrey or something. Like having with Topley. Do you think that's a risk? Um, I, don't, I don't know, because like if, if, if this is football, yeah. 
because there's not a wage there's not a wage cap is there and it'd be silly money and then you'd be playing in front of you know huge crowds but I do wonder you know if you get offered someone like Warwickshire and you're playing you're playing Edgbaston every every week uh, and I don't, I don't know I don't know if that's if that if, if that's what cricketers are after or I mean Essex, Essex is still a, thankfully still a team that are considered pushing for top trophies so that there's always whereas 10 years ago Topley you know Essex weren't or people didn't realise that they're about to, and then Division Two. So yeah, I mean now that now that we've seen the Essex players got a lot more credibility now. We're looking at the hundred with we've got now rather than just losing one or two players, we're losing half the team. So hmm. I think that's a, a fair risk. I think that's always the case though when you've establish yourself as a leading team and the competition is so fierce I actually don't think Pepper is a risk because I think he's about to cement himself as one of the first names on our white ball team sheets I have a feeling he's going to have a good one day cup campaign he's sort of showed his form in the 2020s and I can see that coming through into the one day team as well he'll be, most of him. he'll be missing most of it now the 100 won't he now he's been drafted to Northern Dynamo they called oh that's true but I still yeah I still think he's, he's going to be a key player and he'll do well in the 100 as well I think Essex will, will look to hold on to him he's I don't want to say superstar but he's a he is a talent it'd probably be and this is going to sound demeaning, but it's hard to sort of differentiate them. The next rung down, so your Allisons, your Buttlemans, who are coming through still young, have shown they've got a grasp on the game and they can um, equip themselves well in the setting, but probably aren't going to be playing as much as the others. Cushy is another example. You know, he came in, he had a good score, but... Would you say he had the best campaign? If he wants first team cricket, like week in, week out, I'm not sure he's going to get the opportunities at Essex as he might if if he did what Aaron Beard did, take the loan to Sussex or move. Um, maybe not Division Two. Maybe he's better than that, or he he he's got aspirations higher than that. Um, but that kind of thing, you know. It's worked well for some people. Beard went away, came back, and now he's really flourishing in the, the Red Bull team because he's got the game time and everything else. Others might just go. You know, we've had that in the past. Topley, like you said. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the idea of sending players out on loan. I think, I think it's a good... I like the fact that it's happening more in, in cricket than it used to. I think sending, sending, sending like give Alisson Rimmel out on loan to go and get first-class cricket in Division 2 sounds to me like a very good idea. Well, I mean, they're storming it in the second-team championship, aren't they? But I'm not sure how competitive that is in terms of like the drive to win. And obviously, they always want to win, but, you know, you haven't got a crowd there and, you know, people's careers aren't, aren't out on the line. Unlike first-team cricket. Just, I, I can see what you're saying. It just feels to me like a bit of a, I don't know, maybe it's, it, it, maybe it's just my perspective, but, is a weird model 
with them being out on loan to other clubs. I mean, I know that you, I know you have it in football, um, but it's becoming more prevalent in cricket. I mean, do you think that that that's is that something that we can look forward to see? Well, I say look forward. We 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 will see a lot more of. I mean, I can see that, certainly see the benefits of it. You know, they can get that experience, but without necessarily the same kind of pressure that they, they would have if they were, you know, doing the same thing at their home club. To be honest, there's pros and cons to it. So financially, it's really good, right? You loan them out, the other club either pays a fee, pays their wages. Um, it's something that you get a kind of benefit from the player always has the option to return if it doesn't work out. And if they excel, then you get to see the talent. The downside is, is that if you do do that, chances are more often than not, they're going to choose to then ultimately move away. If they're like happy in the surroundings, they prefer the dressing room. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to go playing week in, week out another team to back on the benches and being told you're not quite ready or we haven't got space for you at the moment you've got to fight for your your spot bits and pieces you know the prime example if we're drawing comparisons to other sports are like it's Chelsea right they've got this huge football factory of talent they loaned everyone out they sold everyone off all their generational talents and other bits and pieces over the years you know De Bruyne, Salah, like they get them in young, play them, sell them because they can't get in the team. And then they turn into world beaters. And then you look at that and you go, oh, but we had that talent. Why isn't he still here? That's that's the negative. It's the risk of, I guess, timing more than anything and trusting the, the coaching staff to recognise the potential talent because that's another thing you send them on loan they don't they perform there but they don't perform here you cut your losses and then you've got an England superstar two years later you'll be like if only I'd been more patient or if only I'd done something different yeah and that because it just seems to be kind of in 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 conflict a little bit with the, the stuff that we've been talking about on certainly on this podcast and I know that it's one of the things that Essex is quite proud of is that grow your own model but then you're growing talent you're growing successful players and then you know willfully letting them go it just feels a little bit foolhardy to me in that sense so but you know who I'm you know I'm not a I'm not at the I'm not around the table at Essex cricket um I would just hate to see you know, some of our, our really young, talented players go off on loan and then just and not return. Like, so, you know, Beard, for example, I'd be absolutely gutted um, if he went off and didn't come back um, because he's 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 the classic example of, you know, coming up very young, um, doing doing really well. And and, and blossom, we've talked about him blossoming, haven't we, at, at Essex. Um, I'd really, I'd, I'd be interested to hear what the players' perspective is on that, but I don't know if any of them would, be inclined to speak honestly about what their views are on it, but there you go. So, yeah. well, like an expert, anyway, he's recently retired. You, you, can, you can talk honestly about what, how it works. That'd be good. Okay, well, that, we'll, we'll put that on your um, your job list, 
I mean, I'm trying. Just don't reply to me. <laughs> I think Cameron Delpool said a word with them all. Well, to be fair, no, I think it's more they had a word with Cameron Delport and then had a word with themselves. <laughs> Cameron Delport was very happy to speak to me, but you know, um, yeah, I think they've had a warning. But but it was really, it, it, I think, in terms of the um, uh, the support, so you know, the, the day that we had on on the Sunday, you know, we, we were in the Scrutton Bland, that I and mean, that was awesome. You know, the fact that they they were happy with us, you know, sort of documenting the day and everything. So it's been really nice in that sense. So. So there you go. Um, as you as you said, just going, going back to our original point, Lancashire likely to storm it. So, um. also um, good, some good stuff in the match though. Like we can't, as you know, had the season talk about the the record breaking innings at Glamorgan. You know, Pepper's catch on the boundary was pretty impressive. That was stunning. They they, um, they, they uh, what do you call it? You know clipped it and did a little loop of it i found it somewhere on youtube um it's it, it no it doesn't get any less impressive on repeated watching um but yeah rec- record breaking score what was the how how much is that broken by do we know what the previous record was you might not know but uh well we broke it twice in the space of about two weeks right so we played sussex and posted two four four. I want to say that was our highest. Well, it's our highest probably from like two fifteen. I want to say. Yeah, that's what, I thought, I mean, to to but to to do that in the space of just a couple of weeks is. I mean, that's super impressive, isn't it? I hope that they, you know, there's been some kind of recognition within the club. Um, for the guys, I know they certainly celebrated it online, you know, on Twitter and um, and on the, on their other socials. But um, but again, I I just that was a joy a joy of a match. Is that even a phrase? Just a joyful match to watch um, in terms of you know batting and bowling. Just massively impressed. Um, I think one of the things that I'll take away from from this particular campaign is just how much fun the games have been. You know, just watching really, really high quality cricket, um, and uh, and props to to Essex in terms of the club because actually the atmosphere that was correct created at those matches were phenomenal. Um, you know, so if you're looking to plan a night out next year, Essex is the place to be. There you go. So I think it's time if you are uh, a casual or a serious Gloucester fan, you might want to look away or turn the sound down now. Last 28 runs got to see, got to see yesterday. Got a pint, thought, well, yep, all good. Two sips, well, it's probably an exaggeration. And then it was all over Rover. Unbelievable. Look at that scorecard. You almost want to print it out and put it in a frame. That is, that's the way to, to bounce back after uh, getting knocked out of the T20, come back in, in the champion championship and uh, smash it completely. So 
I'm I'm rabbiting on. I could talk about this game forever. Um, either of you, what 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 were your thoughts? I got two thoughts. I think one you'll agree with. One you'll find highly controversial. Okay. So the first one, we'll start with the positive, right? Simon Harmer is the best bidder in the world. Mm. Yep. You heard it here first. Yeah. Even though he's not got the most wickets for a spinner in the county championship this season, he is the best bidder in the world. Um, and we're going to lose him because there's no way South Africa don't call him up for like, the future series that they've got coming. My second point, and I wasn't on the pod to sort of throw this out there, but do you think our pitch is almost Somerset-esque in that there's too much spin? Hampshire oh. were talking about it. They also moaned about, you know, changing balls after they were spanking Harmer for six in the midst of him taking all the <laughs> Which, you know, not, not entirely unreasonable. There, there is some gamesmanship that can happen there that I don't think it really changed the result. But given the frequency at which we're seeing 10 plus wickets fall in a day, how much of that is on the quality of the team, but also the quality of the pitch? I think it's still good quality because it spins. Like I said, Somerset, if you watch, if you watch back the Somerset game on YouTube, and I'd recommend everyone that does the moments about that game, look, watch, watch. The spin was erratic. That was different. Um, the chance of pitches, it spins a lot. But if you, I mean, I, got the, I was on the train back from London today, back from work, and going past, um, obviously, Chelsea you can't see because it's a built-up city, isn't it? But um, going through Whitton, I honestly, you know, you go past the football stadium on the Whitton. Yeah. I honestly thought they were they had dug with the pitch up preseason because it was so dry. All of my eye, I thought, oh, they dug the pitch up, and they've got loads of sand everywhere. Look out the window; it's just the ground is so dry. So I do think that's got a lot to play with it, and I do. I don't think Essex are the have the financial resources to pump a load of water onto the pitch to keep the grass green. Um, I don't think many clubs have got that 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 sort of you know like literally you'd have, have, have to flood the pitch somehow to get. So I think it's a combination of causing the play to your strengths, but also at the same time you know you got you got Alice Cook made a century on that the same pitch. Um, so you can see people can still bat on it, and that's all, so. I just think he's a very good bowler. That's all. He just any planes, planes. He's hard. He's just hard to play. Yeah, and 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 to say that that the pitch is you know is the issue, as you say, Cook got one hundred and forty-five, Wesley got ninety. Yeah, but they're batting on day two and being conservative. After it's a very different game state. Yes, there's some loose cricket. I think everyone would admit that. The, the Gloucestershire's first innings, their shot selection was questionable at best, which led to some of these wickets. But for a spinner to take five wickets on day one, and bear it in mind, like, this is around lunchtime on day one, that is, you know, it's different. That's not English county cricket, right? You go... Seamers get in, they get the early breakthroughs, 
bowl the first day, when the ball gets worn, Spinner comes on. As the pitch deteriorates over the course of the day, Spinner traditionally reaps the benefit. Uh, you know, <laughs> but do you think with that, you know how T20s change a lot? Like, so if, uh, you know, batters hit the ball hard enough because T20 cricket, they, you know, they have that flick of the wrist thing they developed and that's coming to the, the championship. You know, you're still going to hit, you still see, you see more six, not six galore, but you see more six than you used to say 20 years ago. Uh, and also fielding's got a lot better. The fielding's a lot better now than it was 20 years ago. And that's because of T20. And now with T20, in fact, they open up with spinners and stuff. Um, do you think maybe that the spinners spinners just got better at um, performing in the top top overs? Just throwing an idea out there. Because if you five years ago, that would have been a weird thing to if you yeah, as she says, spinner coming on the first session of the first day would be strange. Whereas now that T20s open up so many avenues of different tactics in cricket, it might be one of these things is creeping in and people more willing. More willing to risk it, whereas they wouldn't have done it ten years ago. Yeah, is it just a different game? Very possibly. I, 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 yeah. So we'll go back to your first point. Yes, I do agree with you, Cheese. Harmer, wonderful, absolutely superb. Um, but I, I, I agree with Owen in terms of you know difference between the Essex pitch and the Somerset one um, is that it it was consistent for Harmer. Um, at Essex, whereas Somerset, you had no idea where it was going to go. You know, it was, it was just dabbling all over the place. It was just messy. Um, and, it, you know, at times it was quite ugly cricket. Um, you know, and, and, and I, don't, I don't think the comparison is a fair one, um, but I do, I do understand where you're coming from. Um, I think it's likely that Essex, like many other clubs, absolutely will be struggling in terms of been able to, you know, sustain watering at the level that we've had. I mean, this is, it's been such a dry season so far, um, you know, with, with the problem of whenever we've had rain, because it's been so dry, you've just got runoff and it's not soaking into the pitches, um, you know, and, and what we see, like we, we've seen, you know, in our, in our own games, you know, in our own clubs, we've seen the sort of flash flooding um, of the grounds. Now, I'm not, I'm not in any way suggesting that the, the county grounds are, you know, in the same kind of dire straits or anything, but um, with rising costs of pretty much every kind of bill you can have, um, it can't be an easy thing to do. But I take your point. It is an unusual um, set of circumstances to have that many wickets for that early. Um, I mean, we do it could, fairly uh, often, but... This isn't yeah. the first time this season we've bowled teams out in a day. It won't be the last time we win games inside of two days. I know this rolled on to the third, but let's be honest, we, we should have won by an innings. There was a couple of times where <laughs> we potentially took our foot off the gas and let mm. them get probably a bit more bit more on the score than they should have done. Um, when we when we reap the benefits, it's very hard to be you know critical and say, oh, actually, I don't like it. But sometimes, I'm sure there was a game earlier in the season where something like 17 wickets fell on the the first day. One of our early games, I think, it ended in a draw in the end. 
um, it's just, it's very different to how you expect matches to go. And I do wonder, like, wonder if pitch quality, if it's not questioned now, might be something that's questioned by teams in the future. I think ultimately teams don't like coming to Essex and losing. There's still that stigma that we're not very good in certain players' minds and um, and everything else. You see it in sort of post-match interviews with the various captains. Some are quite, uh, I'm going to say humble in defeat, but that's probably not the right word. Uh, and others immediately go to an excuse of, oh, it's this or it's that or blah, blah, blah. And I think that mindset plays into it. And I'm just conscious that if Harmer keeps taking five, six wickets on the first day, someone at some point will say, oh, your, your pitch is rubbish, it's unplayable. Yeah, I, I do think fan, away teams obviously get annoyed by the facilities at Chelmsford because it's not, um, I believe it's not the Division 1 standard as the ground, in terms of what the minimum ground regulations are. The fact that the away team now, just, I don't know why they've moved it, the way to now change in, in the old offices underneath the rivers, Riverside stand. So I don't, and I can't imagine there's showers in there. So they have to wait to, they have to shower they get back to the hotel. And that must that sort of stuff must be um, grating and annoying as a professional athlete that you you know you, you haven't got your normal creature comforts. So especially if you're like if you're coming from like Yeovil or Edgbaston or Lancashire, where you've got you know world-class facilities coming down the chance and just you're changing in a um, if you haven't got a balcony to watch the game on, you know, you have to sit, sit by the pitch. I reckon that sort of stuff, they, obviously they can't mention it in interviews, so they just they pick something else out. But the, the ground not being good enough. It is a bit, it's a bit, bit non-league, isn't it? it yeah, it is a little bit. It, it needs any, a cash injection um, and, and re, some redevelopment without, without question. Um, but I'd argue that it's kind of other teams perhaps just uh, being sore losers, um, you know. And and actually, if if surely the logic would follow that you know if Harmer can take all those wickets, so should anyone else be able to? If you've got a decent bowler. Yeah, but how many world-class spinners are there in the, in the county championship? Well, maybe that's not Nathan, our fault. <laughs> true, but maybe if Nathan Lyon was around, we'd have like a, a fairer comparison. It's, it's a bit easy to say, oh, well, it's the same pitch. You could do it with one of you's got like best best spinner in the world, and the other bloke's got a part timer who can barely, <laughs> barely get any turn out of it. Yes, yeah, it's probably not a fair competition in that sense, is it? Really. Um. But hey, I'm happy to reap the benefits of it. Um, you know, we're seeing brilliant cricket, um, and and I, th I think whilst I, I I enjoy you know getting the full allocation of days, um, it is pretty awesome when you win early. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it's like when we go to the Oval next round, and see what um, happens there. When is that? Uh, well, we've got. We're at the Oval on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting what that looks like. I mean, and, and you know, just let's have a little look ahead. 
see what the conditions are going to be looking like. Roasting hot. Roasting hot. It's the it's end of the heat wave. Yeah. Oh my goodness. As long as you're melting. Tuesday is going to be unbearable. That's me oh. sticky on the tube. Anyone going to the game? It's going to be grim. Well, uh, Tuesday, uh, the, the, do you know what? Do you know what the current projection for Chelmsford is on Tuesday? So we're not even looking at London. Uh, 30, Mid-30s. 36 Ooh. for Chelmsford. 37 for London. Yeah. No Good luck with that. Sorry? No breeze, is there? No breeze. Well, our, our, our cities are designed to keep the heat in, aren't they? Because we're cold, cold for eight months of the year. Yeah, good point. Oh, well, okay. Going to be string bean vests all round on Tuesday. Yeah, plenty of sunscreen. I'm a big, I'm big fan of making sure that I've got a drink from the word go at cricket. A big fan of hydration. So, especially athletes. Is that, is that hydration in inverted commas? <laughs> well, they say make sure you're drinking constantly. I like to take it seriously. That's what I'm saying. I don't think when they do those announcements, I don't think that's what they mean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure they're you directing you to the water station. <laughs> Stay hydrated and get your five a day in by drinking cider. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Health. Love it. Right, especially like, like yesterday, the cricket, when we turned up, I felt like I was doing a good deed because like, there was no one there, even with the free entry. It was wonderful. There's six to do, by the way. Um, I thought, oh, no, I'll do a, good, do a good turn and get a few pints in. And then, yeah, that's terrible. You were just sitting there with your pints. <laughs> yes. It was really awkward, wasn't it? It's like, I've just got a whole pint here. Because I, I didn't bother looking at school for a water. Literally, the last, the last run scores and then everyone gets up and goes because they've planned it well. They're like, right, I've just finished my drink. Here's my empty chip packet. There's Owen with his full pint. <laughs> oh, well. No one can say you're not committed. Exactly. So, there you go. Yeah, I think we've found out because it's always only a really good contest. You know? I always think back to... Um, Oh, who's the chap who is now playing for Bedfordshire? Uh, Matt Coles, when he came in as yep. that substitute and just saved the game for us. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed I'm working away next week because I would love to go and see that game. Where am I on Tuesday? Oh, annoying. I've got stuff to do. Well, it's Wednesday what to go to. Is it cooler? What am I doing Wednesday? I do not have plans on Wednesday. I have been selected to play cricket. I think I might sit that one out and go and watch it instead. Well, exciting few games coming coming up. So we've got so by by the time we pod next, we'll uh, we'll have had um, Surrey away. We'll have um, hosted Somerset, um, and then of course there's the one day, weirdly the one day tour match in Cambridgeshire at Saffron Walden Cricket Club. When's that? Sunday the thirty first of July. Yeah, no, I didn't even notice that. Interesting. There you we go. played them last year, didn't we, at Chelmsford, when it rained really heavily. So maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that um, the one of the things I used to like about the old was it NatWest Trophy when you used to play the, the mine, sorry, National Counties now, the National Counties in the um, first rounds. I think it's, we need to, I don't like this consolidation of cricket in just a very small group of grounds and you have to, if you don't live in not one of the big cities you can't get access to it very easily so i like the fact that they are taking the professional game um out out of it it's a great good idea but anyway i'd be interested to know what she's thoughts are on um, on the oval match win or lose do you think 
Give it up. Sorry, sorry, the team's a beat, aren't they? It's must win. If we want to win the, the championship, we have to win. They've got they've played one extra game, but they're forty plus points ahead. So if you assume we win, take twenty five, they take seven. Let's say they get a fair chunk of bonus points. Um, it do, it still doesn't move the needle that far. We have to basically win on out and hope they lose. I know we've got a game in hand on them. And after, I think actually after we play Somerset, everyone should all be squared up. So we'll have a good position on the table. But we have to win. Whether we will win depends what team turns up, I think. Yeah. On our day, this isn't even close. But we've seen a few inconsistent performances that just make the game too hard for us. I think we're going to win. Um, I, mean, I mean, I think for me, it's, it's the, uh, the the first innings is innings is are so important for those bonus points. We need to, you know, um, almost I would almost play to restrict Surrey to make sure they don't, you know, try and get so they don't get they don't get many wickets in those in those first. Um, uh, is it 90 overs the bonus points count for? Or 100 overs? Uh, I think it's 100, right? Yeah, so I'll try, yeah, just, just bat. Whoever, get, whoever bats with balls first, I would bat, you know, um, safely to make sure that your wicket, when your wickets fall, when you're pushing for runs a bit more, they fall outside that. So be like almost have a very, very boring first day where you're just trying to consolidate any, any loss of wickets. Given that most county championship games, the Essex are involved in at least, don't go to four days. So you probably can win it in three if you if you just do a boring first day. And the same with the bowling. It's like rather than chasing wickets, just try and stop runs. Um, uh, just because it, it is, as Cheese was saying, that because we know our our bonus points aren't great, and Surrey's are doing pretty well. So if you can just knock, if you can get, if you can restrict them by ten bonus points in the in the match. Being able to deny them those points, and that's that's the court. That's going to be um, really great when it comes to September. Because um, we're sitting attention. If you look, everyone's got a game in hand. Everyone that we care about has got a game in hand on us. We if we win, yeah, we'll be one point off third. Yeah, I, at the end of the season, I see us being top two. Um, which I'm pretty sure means we do the Bob Willis again. I'd have to check if we're running that year. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's um, the that's thing now, isn't it? Yeah, I just for some reason thought with everything else going on, it wasn't on this year. I think I read somewhere because of World Cup that season would be done by then or something to avoid competition in, in viewing. Um, I think we'll be top two end of the season. I think draws at the start have sort of costed us. And that means games like this have a greater pressure on them than you otherwise might have hoped. Like if, if we hadn't have drawn some of them, we could potentially lose this and still be there or thereabouts. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I, I, I do hope we show up and just show what we can do. Question for you. 
especially after watching um, Gloucestershire, and it ties into our lack of batting bonus points. I think we have the second lowest out of. Oh, probably Trophy's been shelved. Sorry. Yeah. Probably Trophy's gone. Good to see. Yeah, you were right. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we've got the second lowest batting points, I think, out of everyone. I think we've taken. Uh, before this game, I think we'd taken nine or something across the it's whole It's 12 season. now, yeah. Yeah. Um, would you rather bat positively and aggressively to get the bonus points and lose or bat slowly and cautiously, give up the bonus points and win? It's the classic, like, do you park the bus, grind out the 1-0 in football terms, or do you do the West Ham way? Sorry if I'm alienating West Ham fans here. Play, attract- play attractive football and lose. Uh, I, I always think go for a win. I'd go for the win as well. I think. But by this time next week, you know, when um, I'm watching and drenched in sweat, I might have a slightly different perspective. Um, I think once we had a chance to kind of assess the conditions next week, in terms of what it looks like, that's a good question, Jeez. What, what, what about you? What would you? What's your answer to that question? So the obvious is both, right? You play expansive cricket, free-flowing, we become one of these teams that, you know, like Surrey have shown this year and, you know, Yorkshire have done as well, consistently post these 300 plus first Indian scores, which we don't consistently do. We often win because of our bowling attack, but quite often, you know, we've posted 150s, 180s, a couple of 200s. I know we have had a 500 and everything else in there to show that we can do it, but I think it'd be nice if the median was sort of the 350 more often. Um, but I, w- I would play to win, right? At the end of the day, the game is about winning. If you want to bat pad it for 16 overs and then skill them all out for 15, do it. <laughs> it's not going to be exciting to watch, but a win's a win and points points 100% well let's see if uh, any of your semi predictions are uh, come to any fruition next week so um, guys really great to to talk and um, thanks for uh, some really interesting questions I feel challenged this evening and that's a good thing um, and uh, I feel I'm, prob- we're prob- I'm probably going to be podding from abroad um, but I'll uh, look forward to seeing you both in Two weeks' time. Will our next podcast be live from Ibiza? Yes, it will. Are we actually can do it live. Um, How cool would that be? It'd be weird. Well, I don't think many creative podcasts have got like, you know, some pool parts in the background and thumping house music. There's a first time for everything. <laughs> okay. We can get yeah, out of the barbecue. It'll be, all, it'll, it'll be all good. I'm off for doing either, yeah. Cool. You can do a little, live, a little live intro, maybe. But, bring, um, bring your gear up pre pre zoom the, the uh, mics out. Oh, you have to dust those off. 
I don't even know where that. Well, I wouldn't even know where to look. Maybe we do like in a bath. They're like the real hardcore listeners, and we couldn't hear a thing. But it was the first episode. <laughs> Absolute throwback. <laughs> I do feel. <clears throat> I feel very grateful to those listeners who stayed with us uh, for the journey. Despite it's, a, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Thank you so much, guys. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I'd have been quite so full of perseverance there but there you go right well in in that case um see you in two weeks time um it's goodbye from me goodbye from me and goodbye from me